This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, city league. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. And I'm called Damasi, and once again, good morning, Savannah and the Low Country, or wherever you may be. Welcome to the Call Damasi Sports Report, presented to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And once again, like I said, I'm Carl Demasi. I'm here for another two hours, or as I like to say every Saturday morning, another two games. The first game is from 9 to 10, and the second game is from 10 to 11. And we're talking local sports, national sports, college sports. Anything you want to talk about that's related to sports. It doesn't have to be national sports, but as you heard in the intro, good old Frankie Sinatra in old New York. The biggest weekend for sports, I think, in the United States, and that Super Bowl weekend. The most watched sports program in the world. And what other, you know, what other way can we go with them with the Denver Broncos taking on the CLC Hawks in MetLife Stadium? I like to say in New York, but we know it's really in New Jersey, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But, you know, when the Giants jump ship from the Yankee Stadium, they build them that brand-new stadium over there in the Meadowlands and uh, been there plenty of time. And the Jets call it home now. The Jets moving from Shea Stadium to, you know, Giant Jet Stadium, MetLife Stadium. It's going to be a great weekend of weather. Everybody's been worried about the weather. We can't play a Super Bowl in cold-weather stadiums. Well, the weather's going to turn out nice. But uh, what, what can I tell you? In the weather today, it's raining. It's a Saturday morning. February 1st, we're already into February. I know Armstrong's got baseball going on, their first game of the year. We got high schools uh, getting ready for baseball. We got lacrosse programs. We got everything going on, but the weather's not cooperating today. It's 51 and it's raining outside, but hopefully it'll clear up. And like I say every week, okay, if you have something you want to talk about, we have open phone lines. So give us a call. Give me a call. Us. I'm the only one in here. It's me, myself, and I. Give us a call. At, uh, i got to send out a big shout-out to the guy that runs the show down there in Brunswick, P.J. Zuko. So there's me and P.J. or P.J. and I. Give us a call at 912-920-4441. That's 920-4441. If you're listening on the Internet, wherever you may be, at ESPNCoastal.com. Give us a call. You, too, can get in on this uh, conversation. 912-920-4441. Check out my Facebook page, The Call of Demasi Sports Report. Give me a message there. Let me know what you think. Hey, I'll talk about it. I love talking sports. I mean, two hours is never enough. And, you know, let, let's get into it. All right, the lineup for today's games. Okay, we'll start out in the first game. Of course, I'll start out with the high school scoreboard and whatever is going on locally with uh, sports news related to Savannah, Georgia. Then we'll get into the second quarter, and we'll talk to He's back. The former and now the new head baseball coach at H.V. Jenkins High School, Seth Gaspin. Uh, Seth's back. He's over there. They got a 
Uh, Boston butt sale going on. You want to support the Warrior Baseball program? Seth will give us information on that. He'll tell us what his new Jenkins or his new baseball team, well, really, it's his old baseball team, but it's a new baseball team, took a year off. The Warrior Baseball program, we'll talk to Seth in the second hour, which is roughly about 9.15, 9.17. Then we're going to shift gears here. This is usually in the third quarter of the second game, but we're going to do this in the third quarter of the first game. We're going to talk to our Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. This is the first athlete in the sport of lacrosse to sign a Division One program, and that's Dustin White from Benedictine Lacrosse, two-time defending champ, South Carolina Independent Schools defending champ lacrosse program. Uh, I'm excited about it. You know, we know basketball's still going on. We know Johnson and uh, Johnson and Savannah High and Jenkins and Effingham County and all these other teams, Calvary, are having great years. But you know what? Spring sports have begun. So let's start it off with a little baseball and a little lacrosse. Lacrosse, the fastest game on two feet. We'll close out the first hour. i got to get my take on uh, with PJ on the Super Bowl. Let's talk about that. In the second hour, or the second game from 10 to 11, we'll open it up with scores and we'll get an update from the 6th Annual Christ Tybee Run Fest with the race director from Fleet Feet Sports, Robin Espinoza. Then we'll go to... Something I think is special. Last week I had Edwin Bally, who was a Savannian that graduated from Tonskin High School, played 11 years for the Seattle Seahawks, and of course he's picking the Seahawks. Well, over at Optum Orthopedics, who is my sponsor, who presents this show every week, we have a guy over there that worked with the Denver Broncos when they won the Super Bowl in 1998. And that's Dr. James Wilson. Okay, he did two years up there in Vail, Colorado, worked closely with the doctors of the Denver Broncos. So uh, we'll get on his take on what it, uh, what it means to take care of uh, athletes, NFL athletes. Uh, we'll talk about the con concussion uh, problem that's going on. You know, i got to be honest with you people. I've, I've been coaching football for 30 years. I, don't, I, I can't remember more than five or six concussions on my football team in 30 years. And I'm serious. Maybe the kids didn't tell me. But ones that were reported, and I didn't put the kids back in because my first nine years in New York, there was a doctor on the sideline for high school football games. And he had to check out your athlete, whether he was an emergency room doctor, whether he was a regular uh, general practitioner, whether he was a sports uh, specialist. We couldn't put him back in until we got cleared from the doctor. Well, down here, we have to go with our athletic trainer now, and, uh, you know, uh, we know there's so much going on with concussions, and when you play the game of football, when you play a game that's as as physical as football, you got to expect it. There's concussions in soccer. There's concussions in lacrosse. There's concussions in every sport. But, you know, that's a big deal now. We'll get Dr. James Wilson's take on that. He is the, a shoulder and knee specialist over there at Optum Orthopedics, and remember... They have great comprehensive orthopedic care. And then we'll stay here in Savannah in the third quarter of the first hour. And we're going to talk a little about the Stay in Savannah baseball classic that's coming on, that's being hosted and sponsored by Stay in Savannah, ESPN Radio Savannah, and the man running the show, the head baseball coach at Calvary Day School, J.D. Davis. Okay, so, and then we'll close out the show and we'll have a little golf update at the end of the show about 1045 with the columnist. Stephen Weeks. He's got a lot of things he wants to talk about as far as golf in this area. Okay, let's go to the high school scoreboard. Last night's games, there are a lot of them. Let's go ladies first, as always. Okay, in 5A, Effingham County, 63. Ware County, 50. Keisha Lewis scores 18 points. The Effingham County ladies play or take on their cross-county rivals tonight, South Effingham. It's the only blemish on their record. So Effingham takes on South Effingham at the Palace in the Pines in Springfield. 
Georgia, get there early because if you've ever been to an Effingham, South Effingham game, you're not going to get in. You're going to be standing outside. If you're from Savannah, it's like a Johnson-Savannah High game or a Savannah High Beach game, get there early. Effingham County, 63. Ware County, 50. Richmond Hill, 47. Bradwell, 37. Kiara Jackson has 18 points for the Lady Wildcats. Liberty County, 51. South Effingham, 45. In a losing call, losing cause, Michaela Raymondville led the Mustangs with 17 points and 10 rebounds. Double-double for Michaela. And, of course, we had this young lady on last week, Tiana Germain, who scored her 2,000th point last week, had 14 points for the Lady Mustangs. Uh, in 3A, Beach Girls win the Beach Lady Bull Bulldogs. Okay, 81, Applin County, 31. That's the 20th win for the Beach Bulldogs. Year after Coach Ronald Booker retires, they're still going strong. Okay, Islands Gets their first win since last November, November of 2012. Islands High School Lady Sharks, way to go, girls. They beat Brantley County 36-32. Taylor Prince leads the Lady Sharks with 11 points. And Brittany Walker pulls down 14 rebounds. Johnson beats Pierce County 57-35. New Hampstead beats Southeast Bullock 46-43. Savannah High and Tattnall have no score. In AA, St. Vincent's 55. Bryan County 37. Maggie Iannone. I gotta love that Italian name. Maggie Iannone led the uh, Saints with 16 points, but I think they pronounce it Iannone. But I'll throw the little E at the uh, Iannone, okay? Um, the Lady Saints win. Uh, in Class A, Savannah Country Day beats rivals Savannah Christian 55-40. Amari Oliver. Puts in 14 points. Calvary Day School beats Portal 53-48 to stay undefeated in the, that Region 3A class at 8-0. Abigail Lewis has 17 points. Uh, Joanna Magwood, double-double, 13 points, 14 rebounds. Okay, in Giza, Trinity Christian beats Memorial Day School 53-29. And in Skiza, Buford Academy beats the Lady Braves Bible Baptist, 46-21. On the guy's side, let's go gentlemen second, you know, because we uh, let the ladies go first. Okay, we got FEM County beating Ware County, 76-67. Jaquina Gant still out with a high ankle sprain, but the, the Rebels take on uh, Ware County and beat them. Okay, Andre Brown and Mondre Green both have 15 points to lead the Rebels. Uh, then we go to 3A. Brantley County beats Islands 48-38. Freshman Justin Caves puts in 10 points for the Sharks. Johnson beats Pierce County 81-51. Listen to this, people. Rico Barnes, he's a guard, scores 41 points, has 11 rebounds, a 7 assists in their win. The Adam Smashers win over Pierce County. Rico Barnes, he's a sharpshooter from the outside. I don't know if that's politically correct, but it's basketball when he's a sharpshooter. Uh, Savannah High beats Tattnall County 6-9. 46, Chris Coakley puts in 24 for the Blue Jackets. Appling County beats Beach, 66-60. Mel Baker has 17 for the Bulldogs. In AA, BC lost their first game last week. Uh, they had one eight straight. They beat Bryan County, 65-51 in AA. Conrad Fonseca puts in 22. And Miles McGinty has a double-double, 15 rebounds and 14 points. Savannah Country Day beats Savannah Christian, 55-48. Jake Lee had a double-double, 12 points, 10 rebounds. And Demetrius Robinson and Stephen Gavin both have 16 points to lead the Hornets. Portal beats Calvary, 77-71. A.J. Green has 18 points. Kalik Hughes and Derek Kirkland have 17 points for the Cavaliers in a losing cause. In Giza, Bethesda, 64. John Millage, 59. Trinity Christian beats Memorial Day School, 64-49. Kirsten uh, Berksteiner. 
Uh, that was for Bethesda. Kirsten Berkstein led Bethesda with 17 points. In Skiza, Thomas Haywood beat St. Andrews 55-52. Bible Baptist beats Buford Academy 79-43. And Augusta Christian beats Coastal Homeschools 72-57. But Daniel Collins... For the Hurricanes, the Coastal Homeschool Hurricanes has 40 points. Okay, so that's the high school scoreboard. PGA, Brian Harmon misses the cut. Three over at the um, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Armstrong's supposed to start their first, have their first baseball game today. Uh, for Coach Calvin Culberson, first game as the new head coach. We don't know. It's got rain, rain going on right now. Maybe we'll find out if that's on and off. On and off in basketball, Armstrong is at... UNC Pembroke, 130 and 330. Ladies, 130. Guys, 330. Savannah State's at Bethune-Cookman, 2 o'clock ladies, 4 o'clock men. All right, uh, we're running out of time here. Remember, this would not be possible without my sponsor, Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, and hand therapy all in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 Eastern Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optumhealth.com. Next up, we're going to talk a little Warrior Baseball because he's back. The new head coach, but the old head coach, Seth Gaspin, returning from Florida to take the Warriors back and get them back on the right track. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report presented to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSEG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and I'm glad you could join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. And like I said, I'm called Demasi. I'm glad you could join me, whether it's for five minutes, whether it's for 15 minutes, whatever it may be. It's always fun every Saturday morning talking about local sports. And you know what? It's, it's, it's a new season. I know we still got, like I said, basketball going on. We got wrestling in the sectionals, wherever they may be. I'm telling you right now, I, I do a lot of research for my oh. two-hour show, and that's part of the job, but I love doing it. And, you know, that's what makes doing Facebook a lot of fun and tweeting and Twitter and whatever you guys call it out there. I know that's the new lingo with the kids. But, you know... You got the wrestling sectionals going on. We got kids from all over the area wrestling, and it's tough to find information. Uh, I mean, we're in the age of we're in the age or the day of social media, and I can't find anything about wrestling updates. So if you have anything, give me a call at nine one two nine two zero four 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 one, or just Facebook me or message me on Facebook at the Call Demasi Sports Report, or give me a Twitter at KD Sports Report. I'd love to hear what's going on in the wrestling. We got swimming next week, but you know what? The spring sports have started, and it's that time of year. Baseball, lacrosse, soccer, tennis, track, golf. A lot of kids being involved in a lot of different sports. Well, I figured what would be the better way to know? let's play ball with a guy who's back. He's back. He took a year off, went down to FLA, down there in beautiful Dunedin, Florida. Uh, sorry, Dunellen, Florida, which is 
sorry, Denellen High School, which is near Ocala, Florida. Uh, he's back after one year. Came back, family, wants to be close, been in Savannah. I mean, he's coached 13 years here. He coached at Memorial Day School, won a state championship in 2001, has a lot of victories. And I know I could never beat him on the football, on the baseball field, but, uh, you know, I did beat him on, on the football field. But, uh, I mean, he's back, he's enjoying it, and he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 and 104.3 FM Hotline over there on Durant Avenue, right there at Jenkins High School, selling his Boston butts to raise money for his baseball program. And it's a good buddy of mine, Seth Gass. Seth, good morning. It's always a lot of fun speaking with you, buddy. Yeah, Coach, always the same way with you, man. But I, I still, I don't, I don't think you beat me in that football game, Coach. I think it, we went to overtime, and I think we beat y'all, didn't we? You beat me one year, thirteen, twelve, and I came back and beat you the next year, buddy. <laughs> Come on, you got to remember these things. I know it's, we, we have fun with it. It's always a fun battle, and uh, never beat you in baseball. And uh, you know, playing at Grayson Stadium that one year was a lot of fun. I mean, and I don't know if you noticed, but they're bringing back uh, a baseball tournament, and you're part of it. You know what I mean? Jenkins is part of it. The Stay in Savannah Baseball Classic is going to be played at Grayson Stadium. Just a great place for high school kids to play baseball, eh, guy? Yes, sir. Uh all the history that goes into that stadium. Any time I get a chance to get my team in there and play, it's great. And uh, JD over at Calvary, um, he he gave us an opportunity to play in that tournament against some really good talent, and uh, we're going to get to do that here early in the season. And all my boys are very excited about it. And, you know, ESPN is sponsoring it. ESPN Radio Savannah, stay, stayinsavannah.com is sponsoring it. And I get to do a, a color one night. I'm, you know, it's been a while since I coached baseball on the high school level, but, you know, that's because of the uh, time it takes to coach football and basketball. But I'm excited about it. Well, let's get back to you. You're back in Savannah. Tell them what it's like being back over there at your old stopping grounds, at the, the Warriors. I mean, tell us about what you're looking forward to. Yes, sir. I am back, and fortunately, uh, very fortunate to to come back to Jenkins High School. And because Carl, you know, I'm on. I want to plug him real quick. But I've I've had the chance to work for the best two uh, principals anybody can work for, and and Lang Brandon and and Heather Handy. And uh, I am I am back working for Miss Handy over here at Jenkins, and uh, we're all excited about being here at Jenkins. And matter of fact, we're out here right now selling Boston butts for the rest of the day. So people, uh, you know, if they're out there and they're hungry for Super Bowl Boston butts. Come by and see us this morning. I mean, that, that's perfect timing. We got the Super Bowl tomorrow. What other way than to have pulled pork or a Boston butter? I mean, and right there at Durant Avenue, Jenkins High School, the Warrior Baseball Program is selling Boston butts. You need some food for your party tomorrow? Go see the big guy there, Seth Gasman, and help you out. Now, Seth, you took over the baseball program over there in 2003. Uh, you went to seven out of, out of the seven out of. Out of the nine years you were there, you went to seven state playoffs, uh, Memorial Day School, you went to state championship. Well, what's been your philosophy that's been so successful at these two schools? And now you're back, you took a year, you went down to Florida, came back because of family reasons. Tell us, tell us, uh, you know, what we can expect out of that, uh, Warrior baseball team this year. Carl, I'm old school just like you. I mean, you've had many talks about it. Um, I just, everywhere I've been, it's, it's been the same thing. It's just try to outwork everybody else and, uh, be on the field when everybody's not, uh, just, just work harder than the guy that, that's next to you. And, uh, even when we feel like, uh, we're, we're not on the field, we feel like somebody's outworking us somewhere. Whether it's Atlanta, whether it's or wherever, and we just try to outwork everybody. But there's no magic to it. It's just uh, hard work by these guys, and I'm fortunate enough to have the athletes who want to do that. 
Well, I, I know your work ethic is there, and you believe in what you, you you know you believe in what you preach. Practice makes perfect, uh, which uh, some people don't believe in. But you know you play like you practice, and you, you you're not going to be a hard worker at practice. You're not going to be a hard worker in a game. And now talking about hard work, I mean this had this had to really tie your hands because you couldn't practice for three days, and now today you you were supposed to get out there for the second day, and you got rain. What's what's the atmosphere over there with all these cancellations of practices? Well, it's, it's tough. I mean, and everybody's going through it. I guess uh, 20 years ago when I first started, I'd be very upset about this. But realizing, you know, there's nobody doing anything unless they're indoors. And that's another plug I can do. I, I can plug the Chain Academy. We're we're very fortunate to be members over at Chain. And, and when a lot of people are inside or are in their gyms and they're not able to get out, we get over to the chain and we swing. That's what we'll be doing after this Boston butt sale today. We will try to find our swings anywhere we can find them, and uh, Chain Academy has been great for us on that. So, And I know I had Kevin Farmer on here two weeks ago when, uh, with the passing of the man that uh, founded the Chain Gang, the Chain Academy baseball program, and that was Buddy Mara. I mean, a loss to all of us, but you know, give me your feelings about Mr. Buddy Mara and what he's done to, for baseball, because you've been part of this for a long time. You are a Savannah boy. You've been the Chain plenty of times. Give us your, uh, you know, reflect on uh, Mr. Buddy Meyer. Good story. Uh, I guess uh, 1985, 86, uh, just an average baseball player. Uh, and Mr. Meyer... Um, actually had a cage in, the, in his backyard and uh he it was free to any guys who want to go over there and, and swing the ba at the baseball and uh i was fortunate enough and i go i went over there and hit several times and then as uh progressed as a as a player and a coach mr myers has always offered me a chance to play baseball and, and coach baseball um when i was at memorial we uh we actually were on chain field that was our home field i believe me and you played a time or two out there um um, and, you know, since the state championships you're talking about in 2001 at Memorial, uh, we were indoors, Carl, for 14 days in a row. And being a baseball coach, that's very tough. And we, we took batting practice over there for 14 days before we had to go down to Terrell Academy and play in that state championship series. So, yeah, Mr. Myers meant a lot to me. He meant a lot to the baseball family. And he really kept baseball going at times when it was tough in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, his motto was helping gentlemen get baseball scholarships, and he's done that for over, I think Chain Academy has done that for over 200 to 300, 400 athletes, right? Yes, sir. Uh, many, many. I mean, from Adam Wainwright uh, to who was it, Brandon Jacobs. I mean, heck, your son's on scholarship at Battle State pitching right now, and I believe he probably played with Chain a little bit here and there. So, I mean, you, you know how it works. So anytime you can help kids go to the next level and play, whether it's college or professionally, I think that we've done our jobs as coaches and, and parents. Well, Seth, I've been doing this for 30 years, coaching and uh, in love with sports, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever I did. I have one, 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 one championship, and that's with Chain Baseball, 13 and under. We won a uh, Fletcher World Series up there in uh, in Charleston, and uh, Mr. Ben Cole and uh, Buddy Meyer congratulating me. I mean, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it right now, how much Chain has meant to me and my boys, and uh, once again, to everybody here in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, it always brings back... Always brings a smile to the face when I think about Buddy Meyer and Ben Cole. Well, Buddy, you got your first game uh, February 18th against New Hampstead. Uh, you know, give us a quick, you got about a minute here. Give us a quick uh, outlook. And uh, once again, let's pl plug those Boston butts for the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my, my principal I'm working for now is going to be throwing out the first ball at that game. And uh, hopefully, the principal I used to work for, who's at New Hampstead, he'll be there to see it. Um, maybe she'll you throw a strike a little it. bit better than him. Uh, but the, the, the plug 
team is I, I am back and I've got two seniors who uh who are back with me who both started for me before I left and they started as sophomores and Chris Harold actually started as a freshman and uh John Barr and Chris Harold are going to lead us this year, and they're our team captains, and they uh, have done such a good job. Uh, I think the day I came back from Florida, I think they met me here at the field, and they have been here every single day with me. And you and me both know that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, our outlook on uh, against who we're playing is going to be the same. We're just going to go out there and try to outwork them and try to out-execute them and uh, put a little pressure on defenses and, and do the things that we like to do as baseball coaches. And if you want to support the Warrior Baseball Program, that's the HV Jenkins Warrior Baseball Program. They have a Boston butt sale going on right now. There's about 30 extra right there. Get there quick. Good food for Super Bowl party tomorrow, right? How much is it, boss? Uh, $25, but they are big butts, man. They're huge. So uh, uh, it, it will feed the whole entire family all day on Super Bowl uh, weekend. Well, Seth, it's it's. I'm glad you're back. You're, you're what baseball is all about. High school baseball and baseball here in Savannah, Georgia. Keep up the great work. The field over there is looking beautiful. You got a lot of uh, uh, remodifications going on. So uh, once again, I'll be out there to watch some Warrior baseball. Best of luck and always a pleasure, buddy. Anytime you got something, just give me a call. I sure do appreciate everything you do for sports in this town, man. And just like I told you about, Mr. Meyer kept baseball going. You keep sports going. Thank you, Carl. And that's Seth Gaspin, the new or the former head coach over there at H.G. Jenkins High School. I mean, his record alone, people, his record alone, he's got over 300 wins. I think he's at like at 307. He's only got about 170 losses. The guy knows how to coach baseball. That's Seth Gaspin, the head baseball coach at H.G. Jenkins High School. Next up, an hour early, but I'm excited about it, our Wetherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. We're going to go to lacrosse. Yes, people, lacrosse. The fastest game on two feet. Two state champions back-to-back. He's a standout. They call him the Hoover. Hoover vacuum. And you'll find out when he comes on. And that's Dustin White of Benedictine Cadet Lacrosse Program. And you're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report. Brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused. Right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSCG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Join me for the Call of the Mouse Sports Board, brought to you every Saturday morning by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM. We are also on the Internet, the World Wide Web, at ESPNCoastal.com. If you're not in your car and you still want to listen to what the uh, loud Italian has to say, as what I'm called by my ESPN compadres here, okay? So, but anyway, we're just talking local sports, having a lot of fun doing it. And usually I do this segment in the second game, or my... What I call the second game is the second hour, roughly about 10, 17. So we're about an hour earlier because this young man, 
has to get the practice. Okay, and I worked it out with his coach and uh, his dad, and uh, I'm glad he could join me. And, you know, if you follow anything locally, lacrosse is the fastest-growing sport here in the South. Lacrosse is played with a stick, with a, a ball that's round. It's, it's probably the same weight as a hockey puck. But it combines basketball, it combines soccer, it combines hockey. I mean, 11-on-11, just like soccer, I mean, it's our own game. Native Americans invented this game. Tribes used to play this. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, I can go over my uh, New York uh, State history lessons from my uh, my seventh grade history teacher, Mr. Etheridge, about lacrosse because he really got into the Iroquois Indians and everything else. But uh, it's a great sport. This guy is now the first lacrosse player from Savannah to sign a Division One scholarship with Mercer University. He's going to be a senior this year at Benedictine Military School, not a high score. He scored 19 goals. Uh, that's averaging about one a game. But I'm telling you right now, if there's a loose ball on the ground, and we call it a ground ball in hockey, just like a ground ball in baseball, okay, or a loose ball in football, this guy's going to pick it up. And they call him the Hoover because he doesn't lose. He was one of the top high school players with ground ball pickups last year, according to Max Prep Sports. And Max Prep Sports covers all of the United States. But anyway, I know I'm going on and on here. But he's joining us now in studio. That's the ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104FM uh, studio. Weather, this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, senior lacrosse player, Dustin White. Good morning, Dustin. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, you know, we're, we're talking high school sports, and I know basketball's still going on, but you know what? There are other sports starting, and lacrosse yes, is kicking in right now. And I mean... Over there, you guys have been doing a great job. But anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We've been um, we have practice today, and we're growing. We're growing very fast. Our team, we have um, we've definitely been progressing as a team, moving up to GHSA this year. So we're we have to practice. That's why we have to practice today. So. We're, we're getting I, good. I know, because when I said to Coach McCallister, I said, Coach, can, can you let him out of practice? He says, well, you know, can you do a remote? Can we record? I said, I know what I could do. I, I could swing it where he can come in an hour earlier. Right. And, uh, you know, Coach McCallister, you know, reading the stuff online, uh, you know, said he knew from the first day when he saw you on the field that you were going to be something special. Now, tell the people, you didn't play lacrosse your whole life. No, sir. You were uh, a football, basketball, yeah. baseball player. You pick up the stick. Tell them what it was all about. When well, did you start playing? I was the average football, basketball Baseball player started just picked it up in eighth grade. A friend of mine, Ryan Price, who went to Piedmont, he started me. I had no intention of actually playing lacrosse, none whatsoever. Picked it up. I was so so about it. But then I started playing with the team. I loved it. I ended up quitting baseball because of it. But then I ended up giving up the other two sports because I made a travel team that I was the only second freshman to ever make it. So. That was Team Palmetto up in South Carolina, and I had no idea I was going to make that team. I made that team, and I just realized that this is what I wanted to do. You know, and, I've been, I, and I boast about this, because being from Long Island, <laughs> Long Island, okay, it's a hotbed for lacrosse. And I went to the only high school that didn't have lacrosse. And when I went to college to become a physical education, health education major, you have to take sports. So I took lacrosse. I'm telling you, it was lacrosse and soccer. My school didn't have soccer either. So, you know, of course, I was a football, baseball player and I picked up in dads and basketball. But anyway, it, it, it's an unbelievable game. It's fast. It's moving. It's played with a stick. It's, I mean, it's got the hits of football. It's got the um, strategy of basketball and soccer. I mean, so, I mean, there's so much to it. What do you like about the sport so much? I mean, you didn't start out to eighth grade. What, what, what do you like? What, what so I liked about it was when you go to practice, it's a fun practice. You don't, you don't dread going to practice. It's, you're always moving, but you're having fun. And um, that's the thing. Uh, once I started playing, it was just like I loved playing the sport because 
it was so much fun because we were running everywhere, but you could do so much stuff individually, but at the same time, it was affiliated with the team. So you showed your individual skills, but you also had to work together as a team. So it was very, very fun to play for me. Now, you're talking about individual skills, okay? And if you don't know anything about lacrosse, there are different types of sticks. There's a short stick. There's a long stick. The goalie has this big broomstick. Okay, I mean it, it's uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, first of all, you're you're a midfielder, midfielder, which is like soccer. They're in the middle of the field. They can play offense and defense. Tell us what the difference is between a long stick. Well, I know what it is. Tell mm -hmm. the fans out there what what the difference is between a long all right, stick. Well, with and a long stick, stick, it's uh, six feet long, and a short pole is three feet long. And a short pole is more of an offensive threat. Because the defenders, they have a six-foot-long pole. But since I have a six-foot-long pole, and I also play on offense, but we have a stronger defense because you're only allowed a maximum of four D poles on the field. So with that in mind, I can also play offense, so I'm an offensive threat, but we can still have a strong defense. So it's just a good little offset to have. And now that I've become an offensive threat, it just makes our team, it just we, we're more of a threat now. And if you watch the game of lacrosse, you don't see many people with long sticks going across <laughs> the field, right? That's correct. I mean, that's the best part of me. I love watching Memorial Day. Memorial Day school. No. I love watching on Memorial Day, May 30th, whatever, when they play the NCAA championships. Yes, just watching that, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Fast. So, I mean, there's so many skills. Passing, shooting, playing mm -hmm. defense. What is... Dustin's best lacrosse skill. I think that would obviously have to be being able to pick up the ground ball. It's not as easy as you would think. You know, you have about five or six people running after the ball. And first of all, you have to get to the ball first. You have to be able to pick it up the first time. And then you got to be able to run away from the people and then make a good pass to push in transition. So being able to do all that, that takes long times of practice. And I... I practice not just at practice for BC, but you have to do that at your house. So you just have to work individually with yourself to be able to do that. So that's where that skills came from. It, it's like any other sport. You have yes, to sir. practice, practice, practice. Once again, I'm Carl Damasi. You're listening to the Carl Damasi Sports Report. I got Dustin White, senior Benedictine Military Academy lacrosse player, going through senior years, signed a Division One scholarship to play lacrosse at Mercer University. And we, we were just talking about practice. How much time is spent training and practicing for the sport of lacrosse? For me, individually, when I'm not at practice, we practice for BC about an hour and a half. Right now, we're doing six days a week to get used to Saturday games. But for me, just individually, I remember in eighth grade year, I would come home at 3 o'clock. I'd get home at 3.10, and I would practice till about 5 on my wall that I have outside. So it was a lot of practice for me, but I loved doing it. I was motivated. I had I had to get better because I started so late. So I, I was motivated, but I love practicing for it. So I could, I could spend hours out there practicing by myself. It's very fun. Well, you've gotten very good at it, and I know something special. This happens every year at Benedictine Military School. If you know anything about Coach McAllister, he lost his son, Ricky McAllister, and that's how all this started with all this lacrosse. Ricky was an avid lacrosse player, and he wore number 10. Well, uh, this year or every year at BC, there's a player that's chosen to wear number 10 to represent Ricky McAllister, who is nonstop, hustled, did, did whatever he could on the field, whether you know, it be run through people, score goals, and it's something special to these guys at BC. I mean... Number 10 represents strength of character, leadership, friendship, spirit, and passion for the sport of lacrosse. Well, buddy, you're going to be wearing number 10 this year. How does that make you feel? Yes, sir, it's a great honor. We started last year with Coach Dick gave it to Hunter Hebert because he was, he was right. like his best friend. And um, 
So he passed it down on me at senior night. So every every senior night, I will pass it down on to a rising senior. But it's a great honor. You have you have of course something to play for. Um, I'm wearing it on the, on my back, so it's a great motivational thing. But with Coach Stick, I, I'm he's been a great coach to me, great mentor. I've known him since eighth grade. But it's a great honor to be wearing the jersey. Uh, you just went right into my next question. <laughs> great great segue there, Dustin. Tell us about Coach McAllister and his assistant coach. Cause I know he always has a good assistant coach. Well, Tell us about the, what the coaches have done for Dustin White. Um, they're the reason I'm going to Mercer today. I couldn't. I, there's no way I would be here right now if it wasn't for all the coaches. Coach Daly, who is since we moved to GHSA, it's actually he's now the technical title of head coach. But right. um, without them, without all the players, without all the teammates that individually have worked with me, thirty at least thirty coaches that have worked with me, including Coach Dick and Coach Daly, um, they've helped me out so much since I started playing. Um, I, I couldn't. I would, there's no way I would be here right now if it wasn't for them. So I, I great. I mean, thanks to them, but they're well, great coaches. You know, besides you know, besides being offered the Division One scholarship, you also have to have grades to go with it. You are three point five GPA. You're a member of the National Honor Society. I mean, it sounds like you love the game of lacrosse. And I mean, do you do any other extracurricular activities over there at BC? At BC, I'm, I, I just have to play lacrosse. I'm involved in National Honor Society also, but when I'm with ninth grade and lower classmen, they kind of look to me as a team captain, also Liam Cunningham, who's also um, the coaching captain with me, is we have to mentor them, and they have to practice because they don't know the game as well as we do. So we have to work with them. So we work with them. And outside of that, you know, I do volunteer work, of course, but outside of BC, uh, during the summer, I have a summer job. But right now, during lacrosse season, it's all lacrosse because we have competition. And we have to work at it right now. All right, we got about two minutes here, so i got to get a couple more questions in here. And I, I know I had a bunch for you. I told you we wouldn't probably get to all of them. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as lacrosse at BC, what's your fondest memory of playing lacrosse at BC? Playing as a team, it would have to be when we went up to North Cobb up in Atlanta and... Our JV team played first. They didn't do well at all. They they lost. But you could hear the stands. They they thought that, you know, what was the point of them coming up here? And then we came out, and we probably played the best we ever had. It was so fast. We didn't drop the ball. We it was probably we won by, like, ten goals. And it, it was a great memory because we played so fast, and it was an intense, right. an intense moment. But as an individual, it definitely would have been senior night when Hunter Hebert gave me the jersey. That was a great memory also. And throw on top of the two state rings. Oh, so, yeah. yeah that, you can't forget about that no, either. No, they too. can't either. Um, I remember the first one. The first one was just unbelievable because I've never experienced a win like that before. And we, we came out and just won just I got there at halftime. Yeah. It was already oh, yeah. 16 to 1. Yeah, for the division we were in, we we were so well beyond that. We were very experienced and we came together as a team and we did it because lacrosse, they started, it's only been there for about five years, but we were able to win a state championship within three, so it was a very good accomplishment. All right, for quickly, us. going to BC. You went from yes, Savannah Christian to BC. Tell us what it's meant going to BC. It's definitely been a great experience. I love the brotherhood there, not just with lacrosse players, but with all the kids there, the teachers there, the respect that they have for you, but also you have to give to them. It's a great experience. I love it there. Playing lacrosse there is just another add-on to how fun it is just being there with all the guys. It's just a great, great school to be at. All right, and last but not least, throw the lacrosse out the window, throw BC out the window. What does uh, Dustin White want to do when he uh, finally finishes playing and, be, and getting into the real world? Well, right after, I'm planning to go to Mercer Major, major in Physical Therapy. 
but also playing lacrosse, so you have to balance that. But right after that... Oh, there is Major League Lacrosse, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But right after that, um, I'm planning to get a job as a physical therapist. My mom's highly affiliated with um, Memorial, so I, I can... Um, I'm hoping to easily get a job after physical therapy, so I think that'll be nice once I get all that done. Well, Dustin, I'm glad Coach McAllister, uh, you know, mentioned your name and uh, was very proud of what you've done. He's proud of what you're doing. You're going to be wearing number 10. You're going to represent the strength and character of that program and that school. That's why you're this week's Athlete of the Week, the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week for February 1st, Dustin White from Benedictine Lacrosse. Great Thanks, job. Man. Thank you. Once again, let's shake hands first. Right. Thanks, <laughs> and congratulations on getting that scholarship. you got to be proud of that. And once again, if you have someone to nominate just like Justin, just like Dustin, not just <laughs> Justin, Dustin, you know what I mean? Just, you gotta love live radio. Dustin, <laughs> and Facebook me at the Call Demasi Sports Board. Call me, 912-507-9158. Let's get these kids out here. Let's, let's them, let's get them to tell their story and what it's all about. Remember, without Dr. Bart Weatherington, this segment doesn't happen. Remember, your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The paint drives you crazy. You just want to pick something up and throw it across the room, if you can. While at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue right here in Savannah, Georgia. Next up, we'll talk a little Super Bowl. We're not going to have much time. Then we got to get into game number two. You're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and you're listening to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, presented by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused. Right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. Don't have much time to close out the first hour. we got less than uh, two minutes to go. PJ, my man, PJ Zucker, down there broadcasting and producing the show. He also is a broadcaster. Hey, Super Bowl, quick. I mean, great intro. What do you think? Hey, man, we got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos, number one defense versus number one offense. I'm picking the Seahawks, actually. I think uh, the defense is going to be able to slow down, not stop, but slow down Peyton Manning at least a little bit. And I think Marshawn Lynch and Michael Robinson, the fullback running back tandem there for the Seattle Seahawks, is going to wear down that Broncos defense so that Russell Wilson doesn't have to make throw for four or five touchdowns or anything like that. But I think Marshawn Lynch can help him out. Russell Wilson plays a good game. I think the Seahawks win this one. All right, buddy, you and I are going to put a little uh, soft drink on this. I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning's going to eat them, eat them alive. He's going to pick them apart. He's had two weeks to go over those films. I'm going Denver, big time over Seattle, 34-21. Wow, that, that's a big one. I got I got Seattle 38-31 to in a close one. Um, and Peyton Manning will get his, but I think uh, I think Marshawn Lynch is going to get his as well. And you are listening, PJ. Once again, we'll talk more about this in the second hour. You're listening to Call the Monster Sports Report. We'll be on for hour number two from 10 to 11 in about four minutes. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Call the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. <laughs> 
This has been the Carl DeBossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head is your exclusive local home for the herd with Colin Coward. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Put your thinking cap on as Uncle Colin will challenge the status quo and tackle every major topic in sports. Whether he's spanning the globe or chatting with personalities, Colin Coward has his own special way of breaking down the latest news for you. The herd with Colin Coward right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head. AM 1400 and FM 104.3. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. If you want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah Country. I'm Carl Demasi, and I'm glad you could join me for the Carl Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And it's a cloudy day, lousy day. It's supposed to clear up. Right now it's about 52 degrees and we got some rain going on. I mean, but it'll clear up. It's February 1st and we're talking local sports and that's what it's all about. And, uh, once again, I'm glad you could join me, whether it's for five minutes or the whole show or part of the show. You're in your car. Or you're listening to it on the internet at ESPNCoastal.com. And once again, we're in hour number two. If you missed hour number one, the show is podcasted every week on the Call Demasi Sports Report podcast page. Check it out and catch up on what we talked about. Once again, thank you to my guest in the first hour, head baseball coach from Jenkins High School, Seth Gaspin. they got a Boston bus sale going on right over there at Jenkins High School right now by the baseball field. You need some food for tomorrow's Super Bowl party? Stop by and talk to Seth Gaspin, the head coach. They have some extra in. My weather team, chiropractic clinic, athlete of the week, BC lacrosse player, Dustin White, senior. First division one, first Savannah, Savannian to sign a Division One lacrosse program to play at Mercer University next year. Well, the big news this weekend, besides the Super Bowl, is the sixth annual Kreitz Tybee Run Fest. We had this man on last week to tell us about what was going to happen. Well, it's happening right now. They got out there, they ran last night, they had the kitty run, the 5K run. Um, and, of course, that was the Basil kitty run and the uh, Lighthouse Oh, sorry, the North Beach Grill 5K run. I got to get the sponsor straight here. And that's the race director himself from Fleet Feet Sports, Robert Espinoza. What's up, Robert? Hey, Carl, how you doing? Hey, it's Saturday morning. It's a little lousy out, rainy, chilly, uh, but I'm out there running. I'm talking about it. What's, what's the yeah, atmosphere we, out there on Tyler? We wondered uh, what happened to 70 and sunshine this morning. Now it's supposed to be the forecast, but uh, what's happened is, uh, I guess, uh, something moved in, and so. Uh, I'm standing just right outside of mile nine. The half marathoners are already finished. Uh, the winning time was about 1.10, um, so which is a really fast time. Uh, the 10K this morning, the um, Sunday Cafe 10K, uh, was uh, uh, won by the SCAD coach, Patrick Reagan. Uh, he ran under 30 minutes for the 10K. Um, so 
uh, people are out here. They're running. They didn't let the weather get in the way, and uh, and uh, I'm watching them. They're they're working hard. And uh, actually, to the runners, with the exception of the rain, this weather is actually fairly good to them. They they like it. It keeps them cool. They don't have to worry about taking in too much as far as hydration or getting overheated. Their body core temperatures stay fairly low. So, but they're they're looking good, and we're out here. And how many participants this year, Robert? Last year, sorry, last week you told me you were going to be about four thousand to five thousand people. How, how? What did we wind up doing? How many participants? Well, we had, you know, you, because of the rain, we did shoot. Had a few people that decided not to be a part of it, but we're we're well close to four thousand people uh, for all the events. So um, we're really excited about it. And like I said, everyone's out um, running and uh, all ages. I'm just seeing uh, um, little Mason here, little Dyson been running for a while. Uh, just coming by running, he's a uh, nine-year, ten-year-old running um, the half marathon. Wow! Um, so uh, you know, it's uh, it's really good to see people are in all you know all kinds of colors and, and good. They were in good spirits this morning, even though it was raining. Uh, they were in really good spirits. So you, you can't hold a runner down, especially uh, when you <laughs> challenge them, like the Christ Stivey run is. You know, whether they're going to do one, two, three, four, or all five events. So, um, we're really excited about it. And, you know, uh, we would like to see the weather be a little better, but, uh, it's, uh, running's not about weather. It's about getting through what you promised yourself you were going to do. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. And last night we had the Basil's Kitty Run, and then we had the North Beach Grill 5K. We had in the, in the uh, men's division, Pablo Salcido Castro took on the title in 15 minutes and nine seconds, and a 15 year old girl, I mean, she she must have been flying. She uh she won the three point one mile course in nineteen minutes. So pretty pretty impressive. And that was Sarah Glover, eh? Yeah, and uh, you know Sarah's a local uh, runner, um, and so um, you know she's a really good athlete. Um, the, the, and that's a good time. Last night's weather was beautiful. That's why we were kind of anticipating today to be kind of the same. We the, the cold weather went away. It was clear skies. Everybody was fired up, having a great time, and. Uh, but that doesn't dampen the spirits today. I mean, the music is blaring. Uh, people are finishing. Uh, uh, you know, I'm here at mile nine, like I said, just watching everybody and cheering them on. And uh, um, the spirits are high. It's, it's going to be good. And remember, we still have the Lighthouse Pizza 2.8-mile run and then the YMCA uh, one-mile run. So we're not done yet. we still got uh, a little bit to go here. Right, you had the you had the Sunday Cafe 10K go on. Now you're at the Kreitz Half Marathon, then the Lighthouse Pizza 2.8 mile run at Beach Run that's across the beach, and the YMCA Mile Run at one o'clock. Uh, and sounds like you got a big party lined up after that, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know we're we're gonna uh, keep rolling. I'm looking down the road right here, and well, <laughs> I'm actually seeing a Paps Blue Ribbon can coming towards me. <laughs> there are a few people in costumes. But I'm counting right now one, two, three, four, five, six red bibs. Red bibs mean that they're doing all five events. So these folks are going to get done with this half marathon, and they're going to re-gear, and uh, they're going to get ready for that beach run, and then they're going to hit that one mile. So there's there's no uh, no dampened spirits here. Everybody's working hard, and, uh, and uh, it's great to see. Well, Robert, i got to give you a big congratulation. That's Robert Espinosa of Fleet Feet Sports. He's our big race director for all the major races. It seems like anything that you get started, it seems like it's sticking here to the roads in Savannah. So keep up the great work, and uh, thanks for the live update. And always a pleasure, sir. Yeah, thank you, Carl. I appreciate all your support. Happy Super Bowl to everybody. Have a good weekend. Hey, uh, you're not going too way too quick. Give us your pick. I'm going with the Broncos. You got it. I'm on your team. Uh thanks, Robert. All right, see ya.
And that's Robert Espinoza of Fleet Feet Sports, the race director of all the major races here in Savannah. Over 4,000 people taking part in the 6th annual Christ Tybee Run Fest, which is, uh, if you run all five events, it equals running a marathon. And Dale Kreitz for sponsoring us every year. Kreitz, BMW, Mercedes, GMC, great job. We appreciate what Dale Kreitz does for our local local sports scene. Remember, you had the Basils uh, Kitty Run last night, but to get started in, in the uh, five races, you had to do the North Beach Grill 5K. That was won by Pablo in the men's division. Pablo Salcido Castro in the women's division. We had 15-year-old Savannah Country Day sophomore Sarah Glover. And today we got the Sunday Cafe, the Kreitz Half Marathon, the Lighthouse Pizza 2.8-mile beach run, and, of course, the one-mile YMC run, and then the party afterwards out there on Tybee Island. Well, I'm going to go over the scores quick. High school scoreboard. I'm just going to read the scores. No uh, highlights for the players because we got to get this done. Girls basketball. Effingham County 63, Ware County 50, Liberty County 51, South Effingham 45. In Triple A, Beach 81, Appling 31, Islands 36, Brantley County 32, Johnson 57, Pierce County 35, New Hampstead 46, Southeast Bullock 43. In Double A, St. Vincent's 55, Bryan County 37. In Single A, Savannah Country Day beats Savannah Christian 55-40. Calvary Day School beats portal 5348 um in double a in georgia independent schools association double a trinity christian beats memorial day school 5329 and in skeeza south carolina independent schools association buford academy beats bible baptist 4621 that's the lady scores now for the men the boys okay we got fem county beats ware county 7667 we go to triple a brantley county beats islands 4838 johnson beats pierce 8151 I gotta say this because this doesn't happen much. I know I said I was gonna have high. Rico Bond scores 41 points, has 11 rebounds, 7 assists. That's a special night for that young man. Savannah High 69, Town County 46, Appling 66, Beach 60. In Double A, Benedictine 65, Bryan County 51. Savannah Country Day in Single A beats Savannah Christian 54-48. Portal beats Calvary 77-71. In Giza, Bethesda beats John Millage 64-59. Trinity Christian beats Memorial Day School 64-49. And in Skeezer. Thomas Haywood beats St. Andrews 55-52. Bible Baptist beats Buford Academy 79-43. And in non-region, i got to find out what league they play in, but uh, Augusta Christian beats Coastal Homeschool 72-57. And we had another kid score 40 points last night in a losing cause. He had 40 out of Coastal Homeschool's 57, Daniel Collins. Well, next up, we're going to talk a little more sports. We're going to go to a doctor who's been part of that Super Bowl experience. He did his fellowship out there in Vail, Colorado, and he worked with the Denver Broncos when they won the 1998 Super Bowl. And that's Dr. James Wilson from Optum Orthopedics. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. Remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
And I'm Carl Tomasi. Today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. Well, last week I had a member or someone who had a connection with the Seattle Seahawks, and that's Edwin Bailey, graduate of Tompkins High School, went to South Carolina State, played for the Seahawks for 11 years, and I thought it would be a lot of fun trying to get someone connected with the Denver Broncos. Well, this guy has been in Savannah for a while. He'll give us his specifics, but I know when I went there for my uh, for my knee problems, he was the doctor that I went to, and uh, I heard that he had some connection with the Denver Broncos. And if you know something about medical school, doctors have to go through an inter they have to go to college, then they go through an internship, then they go through residency, and then they do a fellowship, which is a doctor working closely with another doctor. And this uh, doctor worked out there in Vail, Colorado, and the doctor he was working with, and I'm, if I hopefully I'll pr- pronounce it right, is Dr. Ted Schlegel. Uh, he was the team doctor, the team physician, or the medical director and team physician for the Denver Broncos from 1994 to 2012. And this guy got to work with him, and he got to work with the Denver Broncos when they won the Super Bowl in 1998. And he's always a great guy to talk about, loves his sports, knows his sports, and I'm talking about a man that I have a lot of fun talking with, and I, he knows his stuff, and that's he's joining us now on the ESPN Savannah Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, from Optum Orthopedics, doctor and former Denver Broncos, assistant team physician, I'd like to call him, Dr. James Wilson. Good morning, Dr. Wilson. Hey, hey, hey Carl, how you doing? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here on a Saturday morning. I'm talking local sports and uh, having a lot of fun with it. And I think it would be very special to get someone that we had ties with the Denver Broncos. And I didn't know many of local guys, you know, that I could think of off the top of my head. I know Josh Millard played with them from B.C., but I thought it would be something special because you got to work with these guys a lot closer. First of all, tell, tell us how Dr. James Wilson wound up in Savannah, Georgia, from, uh, from Texas, which was your old stomping grounds. Well, that's just true. It was a long, uh, long ways. You know, when I was, uh, I guess, 1997, 98, I was out in, in Vail, Colorado. I had spent previously about five years uh, before that in Dallas, Texas, working at Parkland Hospital. And, uh, you know, I I uh, previously gone to school at Chapel Hill, at UNC Chapel Hill. I, I love the southeast, and uh, we were kind of looking to live in the southeast. I, don't, I didn't really want to go back to Dallas, so... Uh, Savannah uh, was on the radar. I came down here sometime in uh, February, March, um, and we just fell in love with the place. So we uh, we, we serendipitously found that Savannah's been a great home ever since. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great fit. Well, I mean, you've been here for a while now, and you're involved tremendously in sports because of you're an orthopedic surgeon, and you know you specialize in the knee and shoulder, and you did some work with Dr. Schlegel up there at the Stedman Hawkins Clinic in Vail, Colorado, and he was the medical director, team physician. Tell us about the experience of working with an NFL football team such as the Denver Broncos, and working when they when they are going through their Super Bowl year. Well, you know, it, it, we uh, when I got up there, I was uh, Dick Stedman and Rich Hawkins were the kind of the, the head guys, and, uh, and and they, you know, Hawkins was uh, the team physician for the Broncos. Schlegel and a guy named Martin Bublik were were also their their uh, right hand people out of Denver. So, um, you know, it was a great experience. I'd spent you know five years in in Dallas uh, in Dallas at Parkland Hospital. We took care of a lot of trauma, gunshot wounds, all sorts of things that. Uh, that uh, weren't glamorous. Uh, I did have a chance to work with a guy named Dan Cooper down there who took care of the, the Cowboys. And it was, you know, I, uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Eric Williams. He, he was involved in a car accident, and uh, he, uh, he, he actually tore his PCL. And I remember in 1994, it was one of my first uh, chances I got to work with uh, Dan on 
on uh, uh, with a big football player, and then he, he also took care of the, the Dallas Stars. And so, you know, that was that, that introduction. The sports uh, care was was intriguing. I, I wanted to have more experience with that. So, inevitably, uh, I was looking for places to kind of train and, and to be an, an apprentice and in, in working in that uh, environment. Uh, I looked out in, in Curl and Jove in L.A. and then and also at Vail. Uh, and those two places were awesome. And, and, and my wife and I, we didn't have any children. We decided to go out to Vail. And, and Hawkins and those guys were awesome. And so, you know, getting, they took care of the ski team, the U.S. Olympic ski team, and then the, the Broncos. And, and just being able to get in that environment and, and, uh, and working with those athletes was so uh, much a privilege. And, uh, and working with Denver and, and, uh, and going down uh, to, to there uh, to see the the guys weekly and, uh, and and going to the games and going to the, uh, being on the sidelines and stuff was a real treat and just uh, spectacular individuals uh, those athletes were so it was, it was a great experience. I mean, and you're talking about working with guys that are playing a very very physical sport and you know, Doctor Wilson, we've had so much controversy about concussions. I've been coaching high school football for almost 30 years now. I haven't had to deal with many, many concussions. Uh, I mean, wh wh why such a big deal now? We, we know this has been going on since they started playing football. I mean, you go back way back to the turn of the century, 1900, when uh, President Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, wanted to ban the game. I mean, why such a, why such a big deal now? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I think that you, know, you you're, and your experience uh, as a coach, as a player, you know, your son was heavily involved in football. You know, I, I wrestled uh, growing up, wrestled in college. I had a number of uh, concussions myself. Uh, I think back then the, the pendulum was on the other side, and there was uh, we didn't really take a lot of note of, of, uh, of concussions, the injuries, and the aftermath. And now the pendulum has swung uh, the opposite direction, and I think that you know there, there we've, we've found that there are uh, consequences to head trauma, head injuries, and then uh, but there's still a lot of ambiguity. We we don't understand you know the cumulative damage of, of multiple mild impacts, and you know you certainly see that a lot with football. These guys are getting hit all the time, and really there's no immediate uh, understanding of any problem, and so. Uh, the dilemma is, is we do know that uh, the brain, just like any other organ in the body, can be injured uh, with with uh, with trauma. And uh, cumulatively, some people perhaps are more susceptible and, uh, than others to uh, that that problem. And, and it also depends on the magnitude of the of the of the injury. I think right now the NFL has got a you know a huge lawsuit that's uh, pending. Um, I think it's very difficult to assign, uh, you know, a monetary number uh, when there's still uh, some ambiguity of, of who qualifies for uh, for uh, you know, the, the process that's, uh, or at least the injury that that, uh, uh, that they've had in the past, I and mean, especially with multiple injuries in the head and uh, concussions, et cetera. It's hard to uh, define a certain number. Uh, anyway, it's, it's intriguing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. Now, you being a uh, orthopedic surgeon and you specialize in knees and shoulders, so if a kid locally has a, a concussion and they want to come see you for treatment, how, how does Optimal Orthopedic go about treating somebody like that? If they've got a concussion, well, I mean, there's certain grades of concussions that we look at, you know, and you yourself have seen that on the field as well. I mean, obviously, um, we're we're, heightened, we're we're very aware and uh, sensitive to any any type of head injury, and for kids that, that have minor uh 
uh, concussions, if you will, minor uh, ringing of the bell, so to speak. Uh, those things are, are a bit different. But if they have a, a concussion where they actually actually block out, there's some retrograde amnesia, things like that. Where those those people are are uh, taken off uh, the, the playing field, they're assessed uh, by specialists, and then usually it's a several week. Um, you know, rest and, and, and monitoring their, their body and making sure that they're ready to go back into play. Uh, I think several weeks after an injury like that, uh, they, their brain sensitive to, uh, further trauma and, uh, that could be devastating things like second impact syndrome, et cetera. So, you know, it really depends on the magnitude of the head injury. Uh, a lot of times, especially in football, when you, you know, on coaching, you probably never knew that if somebody got their bell rung, they weren't going to, volunteer that information uh they wanted to get out and play so i think they're trying to identify these kids and uh and seeing uh how they feel and how they're playing and, and being really sensitive to those uh injuries is is, is where we're at and uh, and like at this point in time like i said the pendulum swung the opposite direction so we're really sensitive on that i think uh these days and, and, and appropriately so I mean, I, I agree 100%. You know, you, you know, you use that old term. You got your, your bell rang, and uh, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. And like you said, but that's the nature of the nature of the the football player, the nature of the athlete. You tell your coach you got a headache. You tell your coach, uh, I mean, there's something wrong. You you don't want to tell the athletic trainer. You don't want to tell the physician on sideline. But now we're turning it around, and we're blaming or not blaming. We're putting the, uh, the 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 onus on the team. But if the person doesn't tell you, I mean, you know, you you know, you don't want it. You know, because they're NFL players. They're not going to come out no matter what happens, right? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, these are athletes. Uh, you know, once you get to a certain level, these kids want to play. They want to play hard. They're passionate about their sport. And I think that, you know, that's that's never going to change. And I, I think that, uh, um, like you said before, people have had uh, injuries from all sorts of reasons all over their uh, the body with, with sports like football, which is a very physical sport. And, uh, and, and some of that, you know, or all of that, of course, I think is understood. If you're going to play that sport, you understand what you're getting into by the time you get to a certain level. Uh, and, and, uh, most of those guys are all in. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's good to have a, uh, a sense of vigilance and it's nice to have people on the sideline. You know, when you and I were younger, I, we didn't have any, I didn't have any physicians, uh, in, in my corner. Uh, you probably didn't have physicians on your sidelines or early on down the road when you were playing. So now we, we try to have, uh, medical expertise on the sidelines and people are really sensitive to those issues and we try to look over these kids and, and I think that's for the betterment of the sport and betterment of the kids long term. So. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, being an old guy like me, I mean, when I first started playing, the only person that we went to was the, the head coach. He was the coach, the trainer, the equipment manager, and then probably about the middle 80s, we started seeing doctors on our sideline. This is up in New York, of course. We had doctors, whether they were general practitioners, EMS, EMT, uh, sorry, uh, emergency room doctors. We did start getting EMTs, and then finally the athletic trainers came onto the scene. So, you know, it's evolved where you have that first responder, that that, that person with the medical knowledge on the sideline but you know we got we got two minutes left here and i know you're you're a former wrestler i'm going to give you a minute left in the period to to pin me right now give me your uh thoughts about the super bowl i know you haven't ties to the denver broncos but watching football i know you're an avid sports guy what do you think the game's going to be like sunday 
Oh gosh, you know it's going to be a great game, great game. You know, uh, I personally want the uh, the Broncos to win, of course, with my experience. But I think you got a great uh, offensive team, a great defensive team. Both teams are are uh, well balanced all together. I'd like to see the Broncos win. Um, I think uh, it'd be a great story for Peyton to come back after an injury. He's really uh, got a great uh, past in, in uh, history already. Uh, but I think it'd be awesome for him to win uh, along with the Broncos and, uh, and and cap up a, a, another Super Bowl win. Um, I'm picking uh, Denver. Well, I'm going along with you. I'd love to see Peyton to do it. And I said big time about 10 minutes ago, I'm going to say 34-21. I'm not asking for his score, Doc, but I'm saying 34-21, the uh, uh, yeah, Broncos. I, I think a 31-24 win would be uh, be awesome. I think that's what they did when uh, in 98 they, when they when they played Green Bay in uh, San Diego. I think that was the score, too, 31-24. Let's see, that's, uh, that'd be a good pick uh, this year. You know, uh, Carl, as, as an aside, I read the other day that this is the year of the horse and Chinese New Year, so maybe that uh, <laughs> might come into play. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for that little insight. I didn't even know that. And once again, it's always a pleasure, Dr. Wilson. Anytime you want to talk sports injuries or how to take care of an injury, just let me know. I'd love to have you on. And Optimal Orthopedic does a great job for our local athletes and our local sports. And uh, keep it the great work. Enjoy soccer with your son. And uh, go Broncos. Hey, take care, Carl. You too, buddy. Once again, Dr. James Wilson from Optum Orthopedics. He specializes in knee and shoulder injuries over there at Optum Orthopedics. I mean, just a great guy. I love going in there to talk to him. He loves talking local sports. Every time I go in there, we're talking about high school football and basketball. And uh, he's a local guy now. Another guy that has fallen in love with a beautiful hostess city of the South, Savannah, Georgia. Well, once again, this cannot be possible without Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy, and one convenient location. Slow down, coach. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Rand Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optumhealth.com. So, once again, we'll come up. We're going to talk a little baseball. The Stay in Savannah, Savannah Baseball Classic, presented to you by ESPN Radio Savannah, with the man that's putting on a show, J.D. Davis, the head baseball coach at Calvary Day School. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Put me in, coach. This is Carl DeMasi, and I want to play the game. And you're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400, 104.3 FM WSCG. And yes, I'm playing two games here every Saturday morning. And thanks, PJ Zuko, for putting me in the game. Once again, thank you for listening. We just got done with an uh, interview with Optum Orthopedic Surgeon, uh, Sports Surgeon, Dr. James Wilson, talking about his uh, experience with the Denver Broncos way back in 1998 and the Super Bowl. And once again, it's all about the guests and they make this show run. And we got to talk to this next guest because this is something special. It's baseball season. It's play ball time. And we're going to have the inaugural 
stayinsavannah.com, Savannah Baseball Classic, all presented to you by ESPN Radio Savannah. I mean, we got 13 teams coming in. It's a two-weekend affair. It's going to be uh, February 21st, 22nd, and 28th, uh, February 28th to March 1st. So and it's going to be all at beautiful, historic Grayson Stadium. And the man that's running it is joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. And that's, I like to call him J.D., but he's known, his real name is Jonathan Davis, the head baseball coach at Calvary Day School. He's going to give us an update on what's going on and how he came across this idea. Good morning, J.D. Hey, Coach. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and it's a lot of fun talking local sports. And what you're doing here, like I told B.J. Bennett, it's bringing the kids to Grayson Stadium to play in that stadium that has so much mystique. It's baseball. It's what baseball is all about. It's where all the greats, some of the greats came through, not all of them, but it's something special. So uh, tell us, how did, how did you come up with this brainchild? Well, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, to call Grayson Stadium my home this year at Calvary. And uh, uh, Mr. John Katz, the same that's been very good to us. And, you know, we wanted to do something to kind of, showcase the stadium and showcase our town and you know teams from up north early in the year before the region schedule start are always looking to come down and play good competition and some good weather and uh and so that's how that's kind of how we got it started well i mean it's a it's a great idea and i mean i got to play there i got to bring my team there once when i was coaching at st andrews and i happened to play against memorial day school and seth gaspin who's now the coach jenkins the kids were just in love with it i think we played two games that season it it's just something about it i know the locker rooms are old and the stadium is old it was built in 1942 but it's savannah isn't it jd Oh yeah, it's been real good for us, and uh, our guys have really, have really enjoyed being out here. And uh, you know, you just have you have to kind of give the kids a little history lesson because you know, the, the kids that I coach and teach now weren't even alive when the Braves won the World Series. So you just got to make sure that they know, um, you know, who played out here in the past and uh, and what that means. And so uh, you know, they should come to play and to work every day with a sense of enthusiasm. And uh, and it's been like that for us so far. You know, and I can remember talking to Frank Viola last year, who was the uh, pitching coach there for the Savannah Nan San Nats, and now he's moved on to the AAA team in Las Vegas. He said that's that's the problem with today's young baseball players. They, they don't know the history. They don't know the game. They don't talk the game enough. And, you know, doing something like this makes the kids wonder, really, this was what is all all about way back when, when we didn't have, uh, you know, you know the, the, the first-class playing fair and, you know, everybody being catered to. And it, it really is something special. And, I mean, you got teams coming from all, all, all over the place. And uh, so as far as Calvary Day School goes, how, how did you guys wind up playing, getting Grayson Stadium as your home field? Well, um, you know, we've been out Bethesda for years, and, that, and that's been really good for us. And, uh, you know, um, we just were trying to get something a little closer to our school. You know, Grayson's about two minutes from our campus. And, um, you know, SCAD baseball, you know, unfortunately they had to drop their program. And so, uh, there was kind of an open spot here in the spring. And, uh, we approached, uh, Mr. Katz and the Sam Hats and, uh, and, uh, just started negotiating a little bit. And fortunately we were able to work it out. And so, uh, we're just, we're really grateful for it. Well, it's it's the, your third season starting over there at, at uh, Calvary Day School, and uh, people don't know, uh, people should know that you went to school. How how is it coaching at your alma mater? Oh, it's good. You know, there's still some teachers that there that I had. Um, <laughs> you know, they still think that I'm a 16 year old. You know, in class, uh, but uh, no, it's been real good. You know, you just kind of you know the school, you know how it works, uh, you know the people there, uh, you know what it takes to. Uh, 
be successful there. And, and really, you know what Calvary's about, uh, the family atmosphere. And so, uh, you know, that's really why, you know, you come back to a place like that and you just want to have that. The good experience that I had there coming through, I want that for our kids now. Pass on what you picked up when you were there, and that's something special. And uh, Calvary, Calvary, uh, for some reason, the alumni always love coming back there and being part of it. And you're an alumnus. You're, you're giving back to the kids. Now, tell us about the kids playing baseball for you this year. Who, who's going to stand out? And I know it's been tough because you can't practice. You haven't practiced that much. But what, what, what do you look for in your team this year? Yeah, well, we, um, you know, we went through kind of, you know, we had a young spell. You know, we lost the the Hunter Newmans and the Ryan Lawlers and the Dom Demasi's of the world. And uh, we were extremely young last year. We'd look up on the field and there'd be anywhere from five to six freshmen out there playing for us. And so, uh, you know, we went through some growing pains, but, you know, we'll get everybody back uh, a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. i got three seniors this year that's done a good job. Uh, they've been with us for four years, invested in the program, so they're doing a good job leading us so far. So hopefully, you know, um, we can make some noise in the region. Just got to be able to get out here on this field. It's, uh, it's kind of been bad weather this week. Yeah, it's it's held, it's held everybody back. And uh, like I said, I talked to Seth Gaspin earlier this morning, and then uh, I know Nick Pugh, the new baseball coach at Islands High School, has had to deal with all this stuff. And uh, you guys open up uh, Tuesday, February 18th against Statesboro at Grayson Stadium. Uh, so uh, just a, an unbelievable feeling, I guess, playing right down the road and playing in something that's so historic, eh? Oh, yeah, it's been really great. The, the big thing is for us is um, – Besides being out here, now we have lights, and so um, we're not so rushed. You know, uh, being a parent of a player, we were so rushed getting out there to Bethesda to try to get practice in before it got dark. And now we can, you know, we can be a little bit not so much rushed and, uh, and you know, get some stuff done. And then we're able to back our game times up, you know, to 536. And so, uh, you know, more people can come. You don't have to rush to get off work, and we don't have to get out of school so early and things like that. So that's been real good for us. All right, and uh, last but not least, we're running up against the clock here. Uh, when, are, when is the schedule going to be set for the uh, stayinsavannah.com, Savannah Baseball Classic? Uh, we know the first weekend's the 21st to 22nd of February. When's, when's the schedule going to be posted? Uh, it, it is posted. Um, we'll, uh, we'll send that out. It, it, um, we'll send that out to, I think, the ESPN people. Uh, it should be online. And, um, and we'll open up, uh, that, that Friday, uh, at, uh, three o'clock. We'll have our first game, um, Friday the uh, 21st. So, uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, JD, that's Jonathan Davis, the head baseball coach at Calvary Day School, graduate of Calvary Day School. Keep it the great work. I'm excited to be out there. We're going to do live remotes on uh, both Saturday mornings. I'll be out there. Look forward to get you on the radio again. And, uh, once again, stay tuned. Keep up the great work and, uh, Go Cavs! All right, thank you so much, Coach. Thanks for all you do for us. Hey, that's Jonathan Davis, the head baseball coach of the Calvary Day School Cavaliers. He's a big part of the inaugural StayInSavannah.com Savannah Baseball Classic presented by ESPN Radio Savannah. Remember, it's going to showcase 13 high school baseball teams from Florida, Georgia, South Carolina in a two-weekend tournament set for February 21st, 22nd, and then February 28th to March 1st. And it's all at historic Grayson Stadium. Well, next up, we're going to talk a little golf. we got to touch on golf here with the columnist, and that's Stephen Elmo Weeks. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. 
And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and I'm glad to join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you every Saturday by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Once again, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And i got to thank my sponsor. They help me out with my plaques, my trophies. For my guests, your coach, your parent, your local organization, you need track uh, plaques, trophies. You need sporting equipment. You need baseballs, basketballs, cleats. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex, right behind the Oglethorpe Mall, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Remember, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business, and they've been in business for over 45 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jen at Russell Sporting and Trophies, and they'll help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. Well, we're in the last segment here, and I promise this guy I'll give him at least five, six minutes. i got to get him on. He's the man that covers the golf scene here in Savannah, Georgia now, and he's the columnist, Stephen Weeks, and he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going well, Carl. How are you today? Hey, it's a Saturday morning. I'm talking local sports, and uh, it's great talking to people like you because you, you're what make this, makes this show go. And you know a lot more about the golf scene than I do. And Bacon Park has been taken over by the O.C. Welch Golf Management Group now. What's going on over there, big guy? Hey, today is the first day for O.C. Welch Golf Properties uh, on, on to, to officially be managing Bacon Park Golf Course, which is... Uh, it's a big day for golf in Savannah. Uh, if you listen to everything that O.C. Welch has been saying and his people are saying, there's big changes coming at Bacon Park. There's big improvements coming at Bacon Park. And they're going to kick it off today with a, with a free party from 6 to 9 p.m. O.C. According to my sources, let's say, Carl, <laughs> O.C. Welch is going to be cooking burgers and hot dogs himself, and they're going to, they're going to have some live music out there, and I'm sure there'll be a couple coolers, if you know what I mean. And uh, they want people to come out, hit balls on the range, eat a hot dog, eat a hamburger, and just celebrate the arrival of O.C. Wells Golf Properties at Bacon Park. So, a pretty exciting community event. Obviously, there's been a lot of attention paid to this call, and, you know, I hope that everything works the way that uh, that we've heard it's going to work. Well, you had a great article a couple weeks ago, and and I think you said it best, Stephen. You said it, you know, in your article that you have to give them time. It's not going to happen overnight. We got to give it time. You have to have patience. Yeah, and I think that's going to be really important, Carl. Is you know, we're not going to go out there next weekend and see a different golf course. But you know, I, I talked to the general manager Don Carlisle. They brought in some great people. They brought in. Uh, a guy named uh, Don Himmerly, who was the superintendent out at the Wilmington Island Club for like 30 years, he will get the job done. He knows what he's doing. The Wilmington Island Club has historically been one of the best-conditioned golf clubs uh, in, the, in the city, if not in uh, the coastal Georgia. So I think we'll, if given time and resources, Don will get it done. And they have other plans, too. You know, they, they have some aesthetic plans there. They're going to embark on a massive cleanup out there, starting with literally cleaning the windows in the clubhouse, and you know, just making the place look a little a little better, a little cleaner. They're going to remove tons of trees, 
so that when you drive down the Truman Parkway, you'll be able to see the golf course. There'll be an open, visible pathway, an open visual pathway through the golf course. And I think that'll be really cool, you know, as we drive down, you know, to go to work or go downtown or come home from work, we'll be able to see what's happening out there, what they're working on, you know, where the tractors are, if you will. Um, so I think that's a really great idea that they've had. Plus, you know, from a, you know, from a course maintenance sort of perspective, it'll open up the golf course to breathe and grow and get sunlight and things like that. So, and for me personally, I'll lose less golf balls in the woods if they take some of them out, you know? <laughs> I hear you on that one. Okay. And we got two minutes here, big guys. So, uh, we have to go to the next one and, uh, let's talk. You had a great article last weekend about Brian Harmon, how he's making the, uh, transition up there on the PGA tour. He missed the cut this week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So, uh, quickly give us your opinion on what's going on Brian Harmon and we got to continue this next week you know I talked to Brian for a few minutes and, and my take from Brian Carl I, I think he's a little impatient I think he's ready he's seen all of his team you know some of his teammates from the University of Georgia win uh, Harrison Stafford and, and Chris Kirk and guys like that I think he's he is really impatient to break through and it may be a mental thing that's holding him back you know I, everybody knows Brian has you know, uh Two golf bags full of talent. There's no, there's no problem there, but but there is a different perspective when you're playing against uh, guys who have just as much talent. You know, basically what Brian told me, Carl, is it's time for him to get back on the first tee and think about winning instead of thinking about making a living. And I think that's where he is now. It didn't go well this week, but you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna light it up every week. I just think that Brian's in the in a transitional stage in his career, and he, he's going to transition to learning how to win as opposed to learning how to stay on tour. And uh, I think that's the thing that everybody goes through. Brian's got plenty of talent. He'll, he'll, he'll break through. Well, Stephen, I wish we had more time, and we'll set this up next weekend. We'll, we'll give you a whole segment to talk more about what's going on in the golf scene. And uh, you got to do this quick. Give me your prediction for tomorrow. Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks. I, you know, I'm going to take the Broncos pretty big, Carl. I, I'd say something like uh, 40, 41 to 20. Wow. I went thirty. I went thirty four twenty one. But you're going bigger than I am. So uh, once again, yeah, you got I a think, lot of Georgia. I, I, think the, I think the the Seattle defense is overhyped. I don't think they played against very good offenses here recently. And I, I have a feeling that uh, I think Peyton Manning's got something to show him. And I know you'd love to go on your Bulldogs out of playing champ Bailey first time fifteen years. Keyshawn Marino, keep up the great work. Absolutely. Look forward to your uh, articles. Look forward to your articles, and uh, we'll do this more again next week. Thanks, buddy. Take care. You got it. And that's Stephen Elmo Weeks, as I like to call him, the columnist from the Savannah Morning News. Does a great job on a local sports scene. The two hours flies by. PJ, great work. Appreciate it. You too, man. Man, I'm sorry I didn't have more time for you this week, but uh, remember, we got a little uh, little drink beverage going on there. That's, that's soft drinks, okay? Uh, I'm going with the, the, the Broncos. You're going with the Seahawks. And uh, once again, the, hour fly, the two hours flies by. It's a lot of fun. PJ does a great job. PJ Zuko down there in the uh, Golden Isles, the host of the High School First Look. Keep in mind, following the show right here on ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM, you'll have local uh, national programming. And remember, every Saturday morning from 9 until 11, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM, you can listen to the Call of the Massey Sports Report. And it's all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network.
This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head and 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs>